You are listening to Paddy Cell Podcast, a conversation around mental health. I'm your host, Anthony Oluwaj. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode in the second year of Padded Cell. I'm Anthony Oluwaj. These past 12 months have been quite eventful and difficult and exhausting with everything that's going on in the world right now. I do hope that wherever you are, you are safe, you are hanging in there, and if it does get too rough, you're able to reach out to someone and talk. It is really important to be able to do that, to talk to listen and to check in on your friends and loved ones because you do not know what it is that's going on in their lives and they wouldn't know what it is that is going on in your life unless you tell them. So today I will be dealing with something that about 1 in 200 people develop at some point in their lives, schizoaffective disorder. Giles Addison, a freelance scribe, mental health advocate, and a friend who is a truly luminous being, will have a chat about living with the condition. Before I chat, though, I would like to share something that he wrote that resonated with me so much that I got some of it permanently inked on my skin. Here it is. Oh, to be superhuman. Less wishful thinking and more of an acceptance of myself given my current state. With only a few hours light slumber grabbed over the past days, do I feel weak? Far from it. The feeble nature of mere mortals seems forgotten as I charge forth into the day, for it dances out before me, beckoning me to delight in its abundant majestic wonder. Concepts, visions, dreams, they arise like flames from the circle of the sun, growing ever brighter, almost blinding you with their brilliance. I am on fire. Beauty exists everywhere. It drives me to ecstasy, compels me to seduce, to pursue passion and sensuality. I find the interesting side of any ordinary. The world around me fascinates and enchants, Purchases are compelling beyond reason. Confidence and assurance are my comrades. Nothing, but nothing can stop me, for I am at supremacy, celebrant in my own stance as idol and demigod. I am unstoppable, a force of immeasurable power that can achieve greatness within the blink of an eye. How I relish in the rapture of this reasoning that exists beyond the rationale. I am the golden legionnaire, gilded to gleam under the autumn sun as I charge to the fore. I am the galleon of the kings, forging my path through uncharted waters. I am once again the phoenix, trailing a spectrum of color across the skies. I am the fundamental forces. I am the subatomic nucleus. I am the dominance of gravity, over immeasurable distances and infinite range. I am the electromagnetic interaction of every atom. I am the fire and the ice, and the silence and the scream that binds it all together. I am the four winds and the five mountains combined. The mountains and valleys reverberate my name. I am the moon, the sun and the stars. I am the almighty. Nothing can stop me, not even myself. Now watch me bend the world to my whim. Yeah, my name is Giles and um, amongst many aspects to myself, 
I have a bipolar schizoaffective disorder. I've had this for as long as I can remember. I would say even going back to childhood, quite frankly. I was diagnosed about 20 years ago. Um, I try to um, always educate people with regards to what bipolar disorder and bipolar schizoaffective disorder is. Um, if people know anything, when they hear the word bipolar, they know it's about a sort of extremities of mood, you know, very, very up, which is called hypermania or mania, mm -hmm. uh, two levels, or depression. And the, the thing with regards to those are, I can, they, they're, they're not connected really with what's going on in my life. So just like everybody, I can get sad and upset or I can get elated and feel happy. Okay. That happened in my life, but, but I, equally I can, I can get very up um, when I really shouldn't sort of be, as, as it were, or, or very depressed when there's no reason to be depressed. Mm -hmm. um, I call it the fire in the ice. You know, the fire is, is, is the mania, the hypermania, and then the, the ice is the, the depression. Mm -hmm. but along with that, I um, also uh, I have trouble with my executive functioning, which uh, we all have executive functioning. It's, it's where uh, that's the, the part of our brain that deals with memory, uh, uh, doing tasks, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so sometimes um, my memory can be quite bad with perhaps remembering, say, for example, an appointment. Um, so I write it in three different diaries in the hope that I might remember, because sometimes I can read it in the diary, close the book, and immediately I've forgotten what it is that I read. Oh, wow. or my executive functioning can be a little off. Um, I mean, I forgot the example I always use is that I forgot how to make a cup of tea once, which sounds quite ridiculous. But I was stood there in a kitchen full of people and I didn't know whether the water went in first or the milk or the tea bag or the sugar and oh, wow. uh, what order to do it in. And, and it was it, I, it brought me to tears. <laughs> I felt very embarrassed. So I mean, the, those aspects, and then there's things like obsessive thinking um, um, and many other little aspects as well, because it, bipolar disorder, like all mental health illnesses, is on a spectrum. Yeah. So it, obviously, it would, you know, my bipolar disorder would be perhaps slightly different to, to somebody else who has bipolar disorder. Right. Um, and then there's another aspect of mine. Um, that's why I say bipolar schizoaffective disorder, because I um, I also suffer with uh, hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So um, they're in the main they're auditory, um, but they can be um, smell, they can be uh, uh, sight, and they can be touch. Um, and I've, I've experienced all of those as well, but but ordinarily, generally speaking, it's it's auditory hallucination. It's what I can hear, and um, that can be and is deeply deeply troubling because um, certainly in my case anyway, what I hear is nearly always caustic and and, and critical of my character and. Um, you can go on for hours and hours and hours, and it sounds as real to me as your voice does now as we're talking. Oh, wow.
So it, there's there's no way of me to to, to to distinguish. You know, I mean, okay, I can't see where this voice is coming from, but I can hear it as if it's coming from the next room or above me or or, or below me. And um, yeah, that's that's a deeply disturbing aspect of my. Uh, my bipolar disorder. I, I can only imagine. I mean, um, you said that you were diagnosed as a child. How have you managed it since? No, I was, I was, I was actually diagnosed about 20, 25 years ago. I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I, I, it always seems to me that it's been a quite late thing, but I, I, I communicated with a, a friend I was at uni with only this morning, and she, she was saying, I remember your horrendous struggles, and that was when I was about twenty-one. So, mm. it would have taken its it had taken its full grip by then. But my it was when I was diagnosed. My mother t- turned to me and said, "Well, that makes a lot of sense because it, it helped fill in a, a lot of my sort of behaviours and and how I was as a child growing up." And um, but but bipolar disorder, generally speaking gets more acute with age it, it takes more of a grip on you as you get older so and i remember when i was diagnosed it wasn't really talked about um you know we, we are getting better at talking about mental health we've got a long way to go yeah but we are getting better um and i remember to see remember my mum bought me a book called the da vinci method which is a very sort of her approach to sort of it's great you've got this fire in you you know claim it and, and use it and stuff and um and also that carrie fisher who played princess leia yeah. in star wars um had bipolar disorder and and being a massive fan of star wars that was kind of a bit of a comfort because i thought well you know she's got it and um and I read things that she wrote and stuff and, and things that she said. And I mean, she was a real trailblazer because, you know, it, it, she she was out in Hollywood with her bipolar disorder and her treatments and her medications and stuff when nobody would talk about mental health. She was she really she really did sort of set the way there. So um, and then from the point of diagnosis, of course, that's when I started taking medication and this medication was a long long heavy difficult road because it's trial and error it's it's still a new relatively new science i mean bipolar disorder was first written about by the ancient greeks i must add um but um uh, they they didn't call it bipolar disorder but they referred to mania and depression um so i uh, the medication process is long and slow and and uh, points absolutely awful and uh, medications that are put on that would turn me into a virtual zombie i i but i'm i'm a big believer in 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 trying trying stuff and and finding what works for you and you know the medication that i have now generally works for me um obviously there's side effects and things but i i can bear with them and and it does help me have a more of a command of my life and uh, people are not always medication compliant and i think um well you know if you took a if you had a broken leg you'd get it put in a a, a pot to, yeah. to heal and take some painkillers right so similar with your head really well you say that you still suffer some side effects of the medication how I, I saw on your Facebook you, you you put the number of pills you're taking. It's yeah. eleven pills. Eleven or twelve, yeah. 
Yeah, I take um, lithium uh, as a mood stabilizer. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I still have extremities of mood. So I, st- but I don't have mania, which is the extreme. But I, I do go into periods of hypermania, mm-hmm. which, if it's not too extreme, is great because you feel fantastic. You've got all the energy in the world, and you can take on the world, and you can do anything. You know. Mm-hmm. So if it's not too extreme, you know, hypermania can be quite enjoyable. If it's too extreme, then it isn't because you, then you run away with yourself and you'll spend your rent on yeah. whatever and goodness knows what else. Um, uh, depression, needless to say, is not fun at all and very dark and dismal. Um, so, but, so the lithium, that helps me stabilize my mood, generally speaking. I still have the odd peak and trough. But, um, and then um, I have, what else do I have? I have quetiapine, which is an antipsychotic help with uh, hallucinations and also because it helps me sleep a little bit because it has a sedative quality to it. Aripiprazole, which is another antipsychotic, so I take two. And, um, and then I take another one, which is nothing re- medication, nothing really to do with um, bipolar disorders, which is called promethazine, which is used um, for people with uh, severe allergies, but it has a strong sedative effect. Um, I take that as well because I have a real problem with my sleep hygiene, which is how it's referred to in uh, in the sort of medical terms. Um, and that's I, I don't sleep. Basically, I'm a bit of an insomniac. Yeah, me both. <laughs> if you don't sleep, it can trigger a depression or a manic phase. You know, good rest is important. So I take that that to help me help me with my sleep. And I mean, you know. I tend to only sleep for about five hours, but that's good. And, you know, sometimes I don't sleep at all, which is, you know, I can cope with one day not sleeping. But if I I miss two, then it's a bit like, yeah. Um, And, yeah, they have, I have to have regular tests to make sure that the lithium's not being toxic. Um, But as I said earlier, the, uh, you know, the ancient Greeks referred to the bipolar disorder, not by name, but by, behavior and, and, and type and, and and funnily enough they um used lithium they would have lithium salt baths oh. uh, uh, to be encouraged for their their patient so um yeah you know, it's quite interesting of course it was seen as a gift from the gods if you had bipolar disorder <laughs> oh wow <laughs> uh, because because of course mania is it can be fun, well hypermania can be fantastic mania itself is is generally a bit too dangerous because you can have godlike delusions or I once stood on the platform waiting for a train knowing full well that if I jumped onto the track I'd be able to run faster than the train wow but and thankfully I didn't actually do it because the train pulled in and I was having this thought but it, you know you can have crazy delusions like that mm-hmm. so yeah the medications are, are you know as as most medications are, they have side effects, but you have to, I, I think you've just got to push through and try. And I think it's very important for somebody like myself who has a, uh, a mental health illness to educate themselves, mm-hmm. to know as much as they can about their, their condition and to know as much as they can about the medications that are available for them for their condition. Because then you can go to your psychiatrist and you can say, no, such and such doesn't work for me. I need to try 
da 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 da, and 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 try something else and try something else and um you know until you get what works for you because because lithium works well for me i know it doesn't work for other people and, yeah, it's um, true so yeah it is it is really important for people with mental health conditions to learn about their conditions and to figure out what works for them um i'm just going to ask you aside from the medication that you're taking is there anything else that has helped you cope with the condition being very open and honest so i am um, i decided a few years ago after a particularly dark phase in my life to to talk about my condition talk about my diagnosis to talk about what it is that I go through and I do that because hopefully it informs those in my life as to who I am and how I tick and everything and therefore helps them but also because uh, it's it's um hopefully it will help others as well you know uh, because most people have no idea I mean certainly when it comes to um the schizoaffective part I know this because whenever I tell people I have bipolar disorder, and they look at, might look a little sort of, oh, surprised but interested. But if I tell them I have bipolar schizoaffective disorder, there's a flash of horror in their eyes at the word of schiz. Mm-hmm. And that's, we've got Hollywood to blame for that, really, and, and the gen, and media in general. Um, you, you never see a positive portrayal of somebody who has schizoaffective disorder or schizophrenia. And in films, they can often be serial killers or just dangerous or whatever. I mean, one in 10 people, between one and 10, one, 12, um, have auditory hallucinations. So it's not that uncommon, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take that, you look at an average UK classroom, that means three of those kids in every classroom are going to grow up and hear voices. So, um, so there it is with you. So, so I tell people, uh, this helps me because it helps me express myself. And then uh, gradually that also took an advocacy level. So I now I'm volunteer with a, uh, a couple of mental health charities and, and I've, I've done work with them talking about what it is that I go through and my journey and stuff. And that is great. That helps me deal with it as well because it, it makes me feel like I've got a purpose, a sort of sense of use, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully helping other people, which is nice because there are people who've, who've written to me and um, and asked for little bits of advice. Not that I could give, you know, medical advice, or anything, yeah. but just just um, you know, maybe they found out. You know, they've they've written to me and said, you know, my brother is has bipolar, or my father, and thank you so much because now I understand so much more about it, and so that helps me. And writing in general helps me. I've I've written a play which was hopefully going to be produced last year but it wasn't but it may be hopefully some point in the future uh, called bipolar illuminations bipolar illuminations mm-hmm. which um uh, semi-autobiographical well it's about my journey but also the journey of of some fictional characters as well um and i found that that gave me great insight into myself and how i tick really yeah, you you write quite well. In fact, uh, I do have uh, a bit of your writing tattooed on my skin. 
You do indeed. I do, uh, and and it's it's great. Um, I look at it quite quite a lot. That uh, nothing can stop me, not even myself. Now watch me bend the world to my whim, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful line, um, including the line about uh, being a phoenix, which I also have tattooed on my back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for that. Tell me something. Um, what point are you most creative? Depression, I won't do anything mm-hmm. other than perhaps I'll sleep, but um, I'm frozen. I'm literally frozen. I, I, And if somebody said to me, what are you feeling? My answer would be nothing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it sounds like, oh, nothing. But no, nothing as in like, it's that dark. <laughs> I don't feel anything. And I'm very... Um, very lost. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to get up and uh, do anything, get anything to eat, or, or, or anything. If I'm hypermanic, then as I say, um, well, uh, just to, to illustrate that, hypermania for me is in three gears. Mm-hmm. So, if it's gear one, then I'm in. I'm racing with Ben Hur, and I'm in the chariot, driven by the horses, going down, and I'm I'm winning. So just like, don't get in my way. I'm winning. Fantastic. Gear two means I'm I'm with the chariot, but I've fallen out. of. Ch- I've lost hold of the reins, rather. I've lost hold of the reins. So I'm still in the chariot, but the horse is going a little bit one way or the other, and I can't really control it. And then gear three means I've fallen out of the chariot, and I'm holding on to the chariot at the back. And when I'm in gear three, that's when I perhaps need to go to hospital or see my care team and say, oh, I'm getting a bit a bit too bit, bit, bit too um, carried away with everything. Mm-hmm. That's if I can see it myself. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. But if it's gear one, the hypermania, then that's uh, it's brilliant because I'm so happy, I'm so energized, I'm so creative. Um, a book, very famous book, was written probably about 20, 30 years ago called Touched with Fire. Back in those days, bipolar disorder was referred to as manic depression. And uh, it's a great book to, to, because this she basically points to the fact that many, whether this is the case or not, I don't know, but that many artistic people have bipolar disorder. And it's when they tap into that hypermania, which you can't choose, it just comes when it wants to come, that's when they're on fire. That's when they are fueled by brilliance and 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 genius and such forth so um not that i'm saying i'm a genius but i, I just mean well you are a little bit oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's when um that's when i'm really really energized i I'm, i mean i remember i wrote a, a show years ago which was in london's west end called london rocks which was a collection of 20 monologues and i wrote all of them within two weeks because I was in a manic phase. Well, not manic, hypermanic phase. Mm. So I was able to just, you know, shoot it all out. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it can be, it can be great. Um, but you have to keep a, a, a harness on it, so to speak. I mean, I always say that my bipolar, um, I cannot tame the beast, but I try to keep it on a leash at least. That's that's brilliant. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are other people who are going through the same thing, listening to this and thinking, I, I need to keep my bipolar on a leash as well. Yeah, and, and that, I would say, if anybody's, is through medication, through 
open communication, talking about things, because the more you talk, the more you understand yourself and the more that those around you can understand and educate yourself. You know, I've read many books on, on bipolar uh, disorder and as well as, you know, writing about it and stuff, because obviously not everybody's a writer, but try and get as much insight about yourself and understanding of yourself. But yeah, because you've got to remember as well, it's your life, yes, but also it's the life of those that love you. And you can't be one of those people, really, I don't think, who goes, oh, I'm, I'm not going to take my medication and just go and go crazy. You know, it's not fair on those people who love you. You've got to try and, and, and keep yourself balanced as much as you can. But it's so you can live a fulfilled life you know, at the end of the day. Just keeping in mind that you're, you're not living in a bubble on your own. You're living with yeah. people around you and, and just do things that are going to help you and help those around you as well. Yeah. And, and also, if, if somebody's got, particularly if they have my branch of it as well, the bipolar schizoaffective disorder, even more so talk about it because, um, uh, you know, hallucinations are... Probably, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most scariest experiences that a human being can have. Mm. Because it's it's like being haunted by very, very um, technicolor ghosts, you know, um, and you can't, can't escape them. So talking about it, again, helps people understand a bit better, you know. And and perhaps if you if you've got this, go to a hearing voice group or, or something. Or um, as I say, I say hearing voices because you can smell hallucinations. You can t- they can you can feel them. You can see them. But most most commonly, it's it's auditory. Okay, uh, you, you just said something that reminded me of um, of an inst- installation that was at uh, was that King's Cross, where your voice was used saying "Talk uh- to me." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. T- tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that was through. Um, I'm a media volunteer, media ambassador, um, and champion with Time to Change. Time to Change is the uh, mental health charity that works specifically. Its aim is to break down prejudice. So that's their their main purpose. They're an offshoot of of Mind. I've done numerous things with them. Um, I did a video which is on YouTube, uh, just a short one, which is me talking about auditory hallucinations. And um, I've written a blog for them and uh, a few other things. Um, Gone into big companies to discuss about mental health or whatever. So this came through them, really. And uh, they were creating um, this statue, which uh, was, was temporarily at King's Cross. And then it's moved to the docks now i believe it was my voice and the voice of about 20 other people who um have experience of mental health issues and we all was, were saying something which we had to sort of come up with ourselves and it was all recorded and then what happened was when people walked past this statue which was a giant wooden man which mm-hmm. the voices and they would kick off and and, and start talking so mine was was talked to me Talk to me, please, and listen. Always listen. Something along those lines. Because yeah. that's the most important thing, I think, is that people are scared of mental health, generally. Um, people are uh, yeah, scared of mental health. Um, <clears throat> even to the level of 
you know, if I broke a leg and went into hospital, would probably come and see me every day. Yeah. But when I'm in hospital, you know, because of my head, I'd be lucky if I get one visitor in two weeks. So, you know, and so asking people to talk to you and understand what it is that you're going through, whatever, and then asking them to listen and to really listen, because sometimes you just need to talk things out. And this applies to anybody in life, really. Sometimes we just need to talk things out and when we do do a little bit better. You know, so those things are really important. But yeah, it was a great project to be a part of. And they did a film, short film with Sinead Kuzak and, um, oh, goodness sake, what's his name? He was the first Doctor Who when they rebooted it. Uh, Christopher Eccleston. So um, it was it was wonderful to be a part of. It was a real sort of warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, everything, you know, a wonderful team and stuff. So, I, And I love doing anything voluntary regarding mental health because, as I said before, it makes me feel like I'm putting something back. You know, I'm helping other people in some small way. So, and and that's that's actually the the main reason why this podcast exists is is to to have people talking about to help people enable people to talk more about the things that they're going through, uh, because then they can with this podcast with the people that that come in with people like you telling their stories then. Uh, if someone else out there is listening and, and is going through the same thing, they can know that they're not alone. Um, as you said earlier, just knowing that uh, uh, a person in a, mov- in a, a movie that you were very uh, a big fan of really helped. Yeah. So that, that, that's, the, that's the main idea. What do you have in the pipeline? Well, I wrote Bipolar Illuminations, the play, and I'm now writing Bipolar Illuminations, the book. This has been suggested to me by various people, including my sister, who's on my back every week. Have you written it yet? Have you written it yet? And my partner. And so I'm writing the book. um, And then in the hope that the book would then kick off the play. So uh, the play would come off the book rather than the book going off the play. So um, so I'm doing that at the moment. Um, I'm also working on a book of poetry mm-hmm. as well, um, which will be about mental health again. There might be a, a couple of things in there that are not so mental health related, but are Giles related. But So, yes, working on that. And then also um, keeping myself busy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I'm also setting up a business with my uh, partner, which is a bespoke storytelling business. What What's the business? Um, so basically, it's, it's called um, the Lyrical Pictogram. And people submit a uh, photograph to us of perhaps their gran or uh, the couple are on holiday or getting engaged or whatever it can be. And we write an original story to go with that photograph. Um, because we're both writers, so we're both very creative, and something that will hopefully make them smile, make them laugh, bring a tear, um, uh, and it makes a, a wonderful, unique gift, which they can then put up on the wall and um, you know frame it alongside the alongside the photograph, um, and it's presented on parchment, rolled up scroll. 
and um, sealed with um, red wax and tied with a red ribbon. So it looks all beautiful when it arrives at the post to you as well. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm definitely going to send you a couple of pictures now. Fantastic. At the moment, we're not quite set up. We're just in the process of setting up the Liverpool pictogram. So um, it's um, the, the Instagram page and the website doesn't exist as yet. It's only going to be a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. So to put it down, it's a perfect gift for Christmas. Well, it's a perfect gift for any occasion. But um, yeah, but I'm also um, I'm also on Instagram as Bipolar Illuminations. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is interested in anything in regards to mental health, they can find me on Instagram with that. Um, just, just finally, is there any anything that you would like to to say to people who are going through the same thing you are? Well, my words of advice, um, I think I'm going to be repeating myself, but talk, absolutely talk, be, be open about what you're going through because you'll be surprised that there are people who, even if they're not experienced what, you, what you're experiencing, they will perhaps know somebody who is. I think talking helps you understand because you're talking it out, you can, you can understand yourself more. Yeah. So communication is very important. Um, I would also say, I know not everybody is an artist, but I would say if they can, in any shape or form, take up an artistic endeavor. Mm-hmm. Writing for me is a wonderful, wonderful conduit to understanding myself. Um, but perhaps it could be painting or pottery or, or I don't know, uh, photography or, or something, but it can be a wonderful way of expressing yourself. Art. Um, in in a multitude of ways, and plus it brings you an immense amount of pleasure and satisfaction. So um, yeah, so th- those are two things that I would recommend. I'd also say, again, educate yourself right. on your on your condition. Don't be blind to what it is. Know as much about your condition as you are. I mean, I'm I've had two psychiatrists who say to me, you know, you know more about your condition than we do. <laughs> which was great, but that's because I, I read a lot and study a lot because I don't, I, I, I own my bipolar disorder. I know I have it, but I don't want it to claim me. I don't want to be lost to it, beholden to its complete swings one way or another. I want to, to, to harness it as best as I can. So education, really. Brilliant. So talk about it. Take up an artistic um, endeavor and educate yourself about your condition educate you just know yourself better yeah know yourself better. i mean that's the, you look at any great philosophy or great religion throughout history and at the very core of it will be know thyself mm. that's the important thing for us all really brilliant brilliant so thank you thank you so much for taking your time we've finally done this we've had it finally yeah. had a conversation and i uh, can't wait to see you soon yeah, be lovely. Thank okay. you so much, my good friend. Thank you, thank you. Have a lovely afternoon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Padded Cell. Do visit the website paddedcellpodcast.life where you will find links to all of the podcast social media, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and more information about this and other episodes of Padded Cell. If you have any questions, comments, or simply wish to reach out, feel free to send a message on the contact tab. 
next week i will be talking to dr rob kelly ceo of the rob kelly recovery group and we will discuss the heavy topic of addiction as always remember to be kind to yourself and others <music>